Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my film grinded co-host Mozzie. Hey, hey, hey! Real, real football guy over here. Um, oh yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, if if anyone listening notices, my voice is a bit uh, worse. You know, I, I know normally when I get excited talking about football, I get like a little nasally just because my voice gets forward. Mm. But it's pro- it's probably noticeably a smidge worse. Although they do say that like your sick voice is supposed to be like hot, so smoldery sultry yeah uh (laughs) but anyway today we're going to be talking about the uh bangles at ravens we're both taking the ravens yeah total yeah totals 46 spreads three and a half they have baltimore's favored um yeah what's your what's your stance on this game and how are you doing um i'm doing all right i watched a couple games today in the all 22 fashion so i watched uh washington versus well seattle washington um mm. which i'll probably get into <laughs> for the next That's episode right. and i also watched the texans Bengals game um which was super fun and somewhat eye-opening uh first thing i'll say is cj stroud reads defense is a lot better than i do because it took me like to half an hour to figure out what the fuck the Bengals defensive scheme was i could not figure out if they were doing zone or man like their guys are just mixing it up all the time and i think maybe they should not because um based on what i saw every time they went into zone coverage stroud just absolutely torched them and he very clearly could identify when they were in zone despite them disguising it very well to someone like me. <laughs> he found Noah Brown for like 200 yards. And that was basically every time they went into zone, he was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm just going to go hit this 40-yard bomb to Noah Brown. That's great. Uh, seven receptions for 172 yards for Noah Brown. Sheesh, man. That's yeah. absurd. And it's weird. Career days back-to-back. Right. Because, like, the Bengals have good corners. Like, Awuzie is pretty good. And Cam Taylor Britt actually had a really good game. But he every time they went into zone, he would just pinpoint drop the ball right in between the coverages. And that was kind of it. And mm-hmm. it kept happening. I don't know why they kept doing that. Um, their one safety, what's his name, Nick Scott, he is uh-huh. awful. He's really bad. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a lot of not great going on there. And the way I guess I could phrase it right now is I feel like the Bengals are the horse in the old adage of you can lead a horse to water but not make them drink it. Because I feel like Lou Anarumo is scheming them up pretty well, but their personnel are not finishing <laughs> 
They're, they're thirsty. They're, thir- they're thirsty. <laughs> they need water. And Lou doesn't want to hand it to them because um, he can't. <laughs> yeah, and if, if there's any team that you don't want to have bad safeties against, I think the Ravens are high up on the list. Especially we're talking strong safeties. Um, right, because Dax Hill was, was fine. He was pretty good in the zone um, zone coverage. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, with, with with the Bengals, they're tackling, you know, obviously not just Nick Scott. Like, the linebackers have been rough at tackling this year. Usually, uh, Will, Wilson, a.k.a. White Perfect, is usually a pretty <laughs> solid tackler, but it's been tough for him this year, and other, other, other linebackers haven't really been up to it. So, one, they're linebackers aren't really tackling well enough and they've got possibly the worst strong safety in the game like it makes things a little tough um to like you know if you've got a team who relies on yak and breaking through contact i think baltimore is possibly top of list so yeah and if you you know right before we record we talked about the dilemma of you know if you go zone against baltimore You've got Mandrews and Zay Flowers there to kind of eat it short. And then if they go in man like they're probably better at, you run the risk of Lamar running. So Yes. And I still think they should. I think they should go into man coverage and make Lamar be super accurate or let like or have him beat you on the ground with his legs. Like it because the zone was it was not working. And I you know, granted, CJ Stroud reads a defense like better than any rookie should but good god um that it does lead me though to an interesting take which is uh dj turner was an absolute liability last game i know he's a rookie so he's definitely a roller coaster just because he's a rookie he's gonna have update Mm -hmm. up games and down games um but if he's in the slot a lot because I know they have Mike Hilton, and Mike Hilton does that really well too. But if you've got Mandrews and Zay Flowers in the slot, Mike Hilton can only be on one of them. Yeah, let me let me pull up the alignments and all that stuff. Because yeah, I think it's mostly Mike Hilton on the slot and DJ outside for the most part. He had a couple where he was coming in, and I was like, hmm. Well, I get which I guess makes sense, like especially if it's Tank Dell on the other side. Mm-hmm. All right, so Mike Hilton is playing pretty much all slot. He gets a few snaps out wide and in the box, but mostly just playing slot corner. Right. Um, so, and then as far as Baltimore goes for uh, slot stuff, I want to say that like Bateman's in there a lot, but let me check. Oh, really? I could be way wrong. Um, no, I can. Okay, no, no Bateman's out wide. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Odell and Zay probably split it. Z- Zay's about like a, you know, 30, 60 split to like one third, two thirds slot. One third is, and then wide is two thirds. Man, Andrews is manning the slot a lot is kind of what it looks like here. Mm. So basically if he's not in line, he's in the slot. And then if he's not in the slot, they'll put Zay there sometimes if they're going uh, pretty wide. But so those are the two guys I like this week. To, yeah. I already liked Mandrews, um for the reason of one, the Bengals can't tackle. That's that sucks. The safeties are struggling. Um, and then, yeah, like, it, Mandrews is someone who's going to beat a zone if they do sit in zone. Oh, yeah. And Mike Hilton is a really good slot corner, but Mandrews does have about a foot on him. Yeah, that's, so, a tough, that's a tough one. Like, if he's coming down from the outside and Mandrews just turns inside, he, like, Hilton can't get to the ball. Yeah. 
basically that's what it is that's making Lamar be super accurate and when you're going at Stroud like you're gonna lose that bet every time and then, like maybe that's what they were thinking but the problem was he's super accurate so he just picked apart the zone every time he did yeah um, so you, you, you set a foot that's actually not far off it's eight and in, eight inches difference between Mandrews and Hilton <laughs> And that's without so, yeah. wingspan. <laughs> yeah, oh god. So yeah, I feel like there's a chance they could just stick Hilton on Zay and try to mix it up elsewhere, but I'm not sure exactly how they'll do it. Yeah, that's not a bad plan. Um, but the real, I think the real breadwinner of the game is probably going to be, and it looks like you're on the same page as me, is the Ravens run game. Yeah, it's a little tough to parse who exactly. Like, they're probably both fine. Um I think you can play. They're probably both good. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a showdown, you could play both. If it were a main slate, it'd be kind of a tougher choice. But yeah, I I wouldn't in in a main slate, but a showdown, absolutely. Yeah. And like in your leagues, if you've got them too, um, I'm not sure. I guess I could look through kind of ranks on stuff, but I think think they're both solid options just because one, the matchup's good. And two, if it does get high scoring, you know, Mitchell's explosive and Gus is the goal line guy. Yeah. I'm a little worried about the Bengals in this one. It was kind of my first impression going in, and then I watched the All-22 with the Texans. And, I mean, I I feel like there's no really easy way to say this, but Joe Burrow and Chase were basically the only reason that game was close. (laughs) Um, The one touchdown that Burrow threw, like, before the end of the game was a broken play where he got flushed out of the pocket and then Chase ran back towards him and he just hit him deep and it was a touchdown. Uh, But that was busted. Like, that was not the planned (laughs) play there. So they have that. They do have that rapport. And I think that those two are probably the only Bengals that I really want in this game because without them, I'm, I'm a little nervous for the Bengals that's, here. It's about where I'm at. Um, yeah, I wrote Chasen as a banger. Mixon's a mash here for me. Sorry, Mixon, yeah. not gonna, not gonna, not gonna be your time. Um, oh, dude, Mixon sucks. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> wa- I'm watching this all 22, and literally, like, it's the second or third play of the game. It was right there at the beginning, and there are two huge lanes for Mixon to run through. Okay, there's one on the left that has two Texans linebackers near it, and then there's one on the right with no Texans linebackers near it and three wide receivers of his own team blocking to the right. And he took the left one for like a four-yard gain, and I'm pretty sure if he takes the right one, he probably, like, like that's a play where McCaffrey takes it to the house. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, dude, your vision. Oh my god. Yeah, that's god. I was I was hoping they'd get Michael Carter because like the Cardinals got him, but I want I said there was a there was a Bengals beat pretty much said, Yeah, the Bengals are gonna try to get Michael Carter. So that would oh, that would have been a nice addition for them. That would have sure. been. He's actually pretty good at pass pro too. Yeah. Michael it's been weird with Michael Carter for the Jets. I feel like it's been mostly a uh like new regime came in and wasn't really tied to him. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Because so. he did really well his rookie year. Yeah, um, like he's yeah. good. He's good. He's not so. like he's not amazing, but he is like good. Yeah, he's not Brees, but like I'd put him in like that is, Chase you know? Edmonds, you know, category where if your starter is out, like you and know, he has former to Chase fill Edmonds. In, yeah, yeah, right. You're just kind of like, oh, I can put this guy in, and he's gonna get me like 15 points. Yeah, 
So, but yeah, that'd be nice for them to have one more change of pace behind Mixon because they've got no one else. Um, yeah, he's yeah. I'll, I, after watching that, I was just like, wow, Mixon's not very good. I they should have gotten another guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> sorry um, Bengals fans we don't hate you we're just this is just a tough yeah. week all right yeah. isn't, isn't Chase Brown on IR isn't that one of the things uh, yeah he is of course the uh the Seahawks rude and the Charbonnet match but I know we really wanted that he would have been great for them yeah so anyway you mentioned Chase mm-hmm. um one of Chase's big things has been beating the Ravens yeah he's kind of donned them a lot throughout his career he's specifically done well against Humphrey um, Humphrey's actually out this game, so I was looking oh, at um, who they're going to be rolling, and I wasn't sure uh, on the depth chart like it was going to exactly match up. But he's going to either get Ronald Darby and or Rocky Sin at some point because the Ravens play sides, Ooh, so man. like he's going to get some extreme Mitch matches. Yeah. Um, and the other corner is Brandon Stevens, who's been okay, but he's not like anything special. So like he's. Jamar Chase should own everybody in the Ravens secondary. <laughs> so, like, I'm not going to write the Bengals off quite yet because, like, if he's doing his thing and Burrow's hitting him, like, that could just be enough. And the Ravens are man-heavy, and Chase yeah. wrecks that, especially when it's Rocky Center, Ronald Darby. So. And I, um, I completely agree, and that's why I haven't completely written them off either. It's They've played the Ravens really well. They've had really good games um, ever since basically Burrow and Lamar have taken the stage for both teams. And the, the, the Bengals have passed well on them every time. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not writing them out either, but I do think that the, the Ravens have a much easier path to victory. Yeah, I'm looking to see. So, Rocky has since stepped in last week after Humphrey got hurt for context. So, it'll probably be him. Oh, God. Which... That's horrible. <laughs> Rockison's not. Yeah, like Chase is gonna wreck his shit. So, yeah. man, yeah. As far as far as other Bengals go, um, so Yoshivas is out. So we're gonna have Trenton Irwin. Um, we're gonna have who, who are their other receivers? Boyd, yeah, Boyd. I'm like, I, I'm trying to remember who their other outside guys are. Like that's right now they don't have anyone else on the active roster up. So they're gonna bring someone up. I'm assuming. Um, Oh, I think I think they activated Morgan Stanley last week, so probably him. Okay. But in general, they're super thin at receiver. So yeah. I do think Trenton Irwin is in play in DFS just because of how few guys they have. Yeah, and Burrow liked him last week. Yeah. So and, and he he play, he'll play outside with Boyd on the on the inside. And then I want to mention the tight ends because it's been kind of an interesting thing with them. Um, Sample the snaps Smith are, and Hudson. Yeah, so the snaps have been pretty even between Hudson and Irv the last couple of weeks. Um, Drew's been basically blocking the whole time. He got like one pass. He is um, a good blocker. He, I will say that from what I saw, he was blocking very well. He is not a receiver. Yeah, he, he got yeah he got a touchdown against Buffalo, but I'm not expecting him to play a major part in the receiving game a whole lot. <laughs> no, if he's Move a forward. receiver, he's it's specifically like in the red zone. He leaks out for like a four yard catch tutty yeah it's probably not intentional <laughs> okay so he said in the red zone so between irv and hudson hudson was really the guy last week mm-hmm. um he's been getting a lot of she's he gets a lot of short stuff and I, he came to mind first over irv here for that reason um yeah just because i think 
that like short area might be a little more necessary. Um, like Ir Irv is the better talent. I don't think anyone's gonna really debate that. But Hudson Hudson's at least competent, decent. Burrow seems to kind of like him. Hudson seems to be a pretty like stable receiving option. He he's been a preseason darling uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of years. So I'm, I'm happy to see him, you know, find a spot and do well. Um, he's 29 for, for reference. So he's not right. like, he's a veteran technically, but not like a, a seasoned one, I'll say. Maybe he's Gary Barnage. You know? <laughs> the, real, the real like, come on there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think either of those guys are fine. My lean would be Hudson just because I think skill sets matching, but I'm, yeah, I, I like a real that. preference. I would probably go Hudson as well. Imagine he's cheaper. In fact, I almost picked him up in a league <laughs> yeah if you're real if you're real real desperate i think that's fine dude i'm so glad i grabbed trey mcbride in our one league even though i had goddard because <laughs> that oh that that instantly mattered i was glad yeah. i did that okay so i'm gonna pull up DraftKings so we can take a look at the at the prices here for this game because that'll matter a lot so first i'm gonna look at those tight ends see who's cheaper um we've got Aerosmith at 3k and then hudson at 2.6 so Basically the same. <laughs> wow. That's okay. just going to be preference or who fits. <laughs> uh, Jamar Chase is 11K. Jesus. Um, which might be merited. I don't know. I uh, think it is. Running backs, we got Gus at 7. And then Keaton Mitchell is... Let me find him. He's 5'6". So you save you save a little bit more there. Um, but that's probably about right on price, I'd say. Yeah. yeah I think basically if you want to go like... so, Ma You can do Mandrew's captain because he's not that much base. He's... He's 88 on base price, so Captain's 13 too. You can go Lamar, you can go Chase. Ah, uh, yeah. Bar barely short of getting gusted here. I'm too under short of Gus if I go Mandrews, Captain with Lamar, Keaton, Gus, and then Hudson and Chase. Just need a smidge more. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's, it gets a little it's a little sticky after that. So, um, you know, do you you could drop Mitchell to Tucker or Odell, or you could drop Gus to Boyd. Are the pretty much the two options. So. What about, and this was something I was thinking about that I, I again, don't love to say because, you know, we like to see the Bengals do well, but what if you did Ravens defense? How much are they? They're 46. So they, they would be a drop down from, from someone there too if you wanted. Yeah, I think I think they're an interesting play because um, if the Bengals can't stop the run whatsoever, then the Ravens just kind of control the tempo of the game the Bengals won't get that many drives as a whole and burrow does like to take sacks and throw picks every now and then <laughs> so if you yeah, know I'm... if he only gets eight opportunities and two of them are turnovers you know yeah one 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 you could do that's kind of interesting is chase captain with burrow and Irwin, and then mandrews ravens keaton mitchell hey there you go that's something i might do yeah, because like I don't mind the idea of going like Chase Captain and then loading up elsewhere, or if Chase is your only Bengal or something like that. Just right. because like we've we both kind of expressed our feeling of the way the Bengals win or move the ball is Chase. Is so. Chase? Chase is yeah imperative to their victory if they're gonna have one. Uh huh. So and I would like to get Lamar in there, but I don't. It doesn't feel super necessary this game for me. I know it's like the thing is if the. <laughs> If the Bengals do run man coverage, then I'm gonna be pissed I didn't play Lamar. Yeah, like maybe it's a thing where you do a Lamar like a man lineup and a zone lineup, <laughs> right? Kind of go from there. 
Because yeah, like if it's a if it's a male lineup, you're gonna want Lamar. So. Yeah, but yeah, we definitely don't like. Uh, yeah, definitely off mixing. Uh, that's that's the big one. I think you could also do either kicker for what it's worth if you were feeling kickery. It is a mm-hmm. Thursday night game. Both of these kickers are awesome. They're I think they're two of the best kickers in the. Yeah. <laughs> so they, so, they can uh, yeah. make it from fifty five plus. Let's get a good kicker game in here. Tip. <laughs> but. Any anything else with that matchup you want to mention before we before we dip out? I was trying to think. Um, oh, the big question I wanted to like ask myself in watching the Texans Bengals is, I texted you about this. Is uh, did the Texans figure out how to run block, or is the Bengals defense just really bad against the and? Yes, I would say <laughs> yes, just in general to both uh the texans i can tell what they're trying to do their their run game actually has a shape now it's not fully formed but it's slowly getting there um they're trying to introduce a whole new run scheme to the team so it's taken it it has taken the 10 weeks to get to where it's at and it's slowly improved but the bengals run d is also just not very good yeah the, their run d's been bad and continues to be the uh this one last thing i want to mention is on, on my chart i do for like run matchups and stuff like that it pops across the board for the ravens like every adjusted line yard thing and then even dvoa like having a positive rush dvoa when like you're combining them is pretty rare and they've got a pretty positive one and then uh Bengals don't have a really good matchup anywhere on that they the, the pressure rating for both teams is actually pretty solid um both teams are protecting the quarterback well. Um, as far as like line allowed pressure, uh, I know Bengals fans might disagree on that with Burrow, but the Bengals allowed pressure rates low. But also the the main thing is the Ravens actually aren't getting much pressure. It's somewhat surprising. My so <laughs> uh, Sheldon Rankins for the Texans absolutely destroyed Alex Kappa that whole game, to- and it was impressive because Sheldon Rankin's getting kind of old. He was with the Jets uh-huh. and he was hurt, but he was good. Um, but he was manhandling Kappa. I f- like, I felt bad for the dude. He was getting like pancaked and just <sighs> collapsing the pocket. Um, and Baltimore does have someone like that in Michael Pierce. Mm-hmm. Michael Pierce is a, a big, scary man. <laughs> he, it says he's six foot three forty five, but I was just watching something earlier today where they're saying that's closer to like three seventy. He is massive. Oof. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because when Sheldon Rankins collapsed the pocket on Burrow, he constantly had to kind of look for the short out. Um, and a lot of times he just didn't have one. Uh-huh. But it, when he did, it was Tanner Hudson. So if Baltimore has a similar sort of thing where they're just e- killing the inside guards and Burrow's getting pressure, even if it's not translating fully to sacks, then I'm wondering if maybe they call something up for Tanner Hudson to start having some more like hot routes or something. Yeah, make us do that. Um, and then we mentioned a lot of these injuries this game. I just want to go over these before we dip out. Um, T. Higgins is obviously out. Uh, Hubbard and uh, Yoshivas are out. And then Hendrickson is back. That's a good news then for them. Yeah. Um, for Baltimore, Morgan Moses is back, but Ronnie Stanley's out. And then I mentioned Humphrey being doubtful, which I assume out. And then Duvernay is probably out. He's a DNP Wednesday. We're recording Wednesday night um, and questionable. But 
it's usually not great. Uh, he's important for return, so if he doesn't play, um, you know, they've got to figure out who their return man is. I think on punts it would be Zay. I mean, I don't know if they would do it for him, but they've got Zay listed as the backup punt returner, and then for kicks, it's Justice Hill and Mitchell or, or Keaton Mitchell. So mm. I don't know how they do it on punts, but interesting. Yeah, Tylen Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> He's on their active roster, so. Who's the backup for Stanley? Uh, Patrick McCarry. McCarry. Oh, he's pretty solid. Yeah, they've actually got some line depth, thankfully. Uh, they've got, like, two viable backups across the line, which is more than most teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really useful, because if you have Hendrickson coming at your backup left tackle, that can... Yeah, so it's, it's good to have someone who's been around there for a bit and actually, like, you know, knows, knows the rest of the line, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com and on Instagram at mozzieandthemuscle. You can find us on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle. And we will be back in a couple days with the rest of our Week 11 preview.